How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Eucalypt Speed Test Intelligence Data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023. Hey, Mike Lynch here. Hey, and I'm Patrick Harris. You probably like baseball, which is why you're listening to this. This is the uh, Hot Corner Podcast. Well, I kind of like baseball. I guess I'll tune in. Baseball's pretty neat, so... Thanks for listening. This is brought to you by your local Les Schwab Tire Center. Doing the right thing since 1952. Woo! Baseball! This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch. Bregman would like to get him to scamper home. Two on, two out. Tenth inning. That's in the air to left. Here comes Fisher. Throw by Ethier. Astros win it. A deep dive on baseball. Wade Boggs is a Hall of Fame third baseman. The man's a legend. And much more. He drank 50 beers on a cross-country flight and then absolutely destroyed the Seattle Mariners the next day, okay? (laughs) The number of beers is actually highly disputed. Some say 50, some said as many as 70 beers. Which is an absolutely insane amount of beer. Nobody can drink that much. Not with an attitude like that. Now here are your hosts for the Hot Corner, Patrick Harris, a seven-foot kid that strokes it with the acne on his back, and Mike Lynch. Excuse me, he looks really hot. On 1080 The Fan. Hey, hey, records on my demo. Did y'all boys not get the memo? I do not stay at the Intercontinental. And anything I got is not a rental. I own them all. Welcome in to the Hot Corner, or it must be a Wednesday, as it's always a Wednesday here on Portland Sports Leader 1080, the fan, Mike Lynch in the studio, Joe Fish behind the glass. Got an interesting little uh, ditty to tell you guys today, so I'm not really like a, a Facebook guy anymore. Like I, It's I, tough to be a Facebook guy nowadays, yeah, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, I, I, I've got it. If I'm really bored, I might stroll through it. But the biggest reason that I'm still, you know, using the old Facebook is because uh, they have that memories feature where you can go back and you can see things you posted on that day or events you attended on that day, pictures you posted on that day. And I'm kind of using it as like a filter because I'll like go through each day and I'll look at stuff if I said something that was really stupid. Which all of us did in the early, early beginnings of facebook like the amount a, of stupid statuses that started with is because it 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 gave you that generic mike's thinking this blank and it had like an is yeah. already in it or something yeah so i was I, i've been looking at that and just trying to clean it up because like as a as a wazoo kid it's like a thursday and you're like i'm bored who wants to get wasted and i'm like uh you know what click delete you know i don't need that hanging out what i realized <laughs> was five years ago Today, I was eliminated from the first ever hunt for the host. Mm. So that's an official four-year mark for the show then. We uh, then we're getting oh. close. We're getting close. We're not official yet. Right. If five years ago, I was eliminated no, I know. from the first one. So but we're getting close. Second one, you won. Second one, I won. And that means so four years. Yeah. Because so, we always say, like, how long has this been on? Ah, I don't know. So, it's been years. So I'd like to thank Zuckerberg for stealing my data because it reminds me that five years ago, I was a loser. 
Did you come into like the top eight in that first one? I don't I th- even remember. I think I made the final 12. Mm. Um, I was eliminated that week because it was a club hour episode. Gotcha. And I think, which is funny because our show is like super dumb now. <laughs> hey. <laughs> but you know what Only I mean? Only a little dumb. You know what I mean? Like we created Hot Corner After Dark and stuff like that. And it's it's really funny. But I was I was eliminated because it was something about like what decade of music is the best and why and i started talking about the 80s i think and started trying to make a case for like madonna or something and it just didn't work mm. it was just bad so it was and a- i remember walking away from it being like yep you're hosed. <laughs> so it was, a, it was a true flame out of a, of a segment is what yeah, you're saying. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> and what's really funny is the next year, you know, when it got to the Club 1080, I was like, all right, all right. Like, I had a couple beers before. I was, like, looking at all the cool stuff going on, pop culture. And I still think I barely survived that. I think a, a couple other people, like, bombed really hard. And it was like, yes, <laughs> I am surviving because you suck this time. Hey, all it takes is a little bit of luck sometimes. It's the first place I ever met you. Yes. Um, although I did not do much judging of the second year. I judged a lot in the first year. I remember that. Second year, I think I barely did it because it was live during primetime, and I was on primetime at that point. So, mm-hmm. so yeah. I don't remember when I met you. It was probably the second year, though. Yeah. Because yeah. I did one, and that it was near the end, like top five or something like that. But we'll take it. Worked out, right? Still alive. Yeah. Still got a job. The guy who won season one ain't got no job. I'm joking. He left wow. on his own yeah, accord. He, he chose what? <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's fun to be like, I'm the winner. <laughs> I'm the winner. True that. Except for there's like two other people that work at this station that didn't win. They were just good enough to get jobs. <laughs> yeah. Got four people out of that that <laughs> hunt for the host thing. I, I really wish we could do it again. I think it would be super fun to do it again. I only say this out of pure bias towards myself. Because I want to sit on that judge and just critique people. I just want to be like, you know, four uh, years ago when I won, uh, <laughs> you know, this is what it takes to be a high profile. Once a night or once a week, once two hours. Week, uh, uh, excuse me, they call us on air talent. On air um, personalities. Ooh, on air personality. Ooh, I kind of like that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Part of me wants to just like tell people, you know, back in my day. <laughs> To get where you, you are known be. to like the back in my day, although four years ago, not really in my day territory. Four years ago, I was not 30. Mm. In my 30s, I should say. I'm still not 30. Yeah. I, uh, I think I'm. I'm a couple months away, though. I'm pretty close. Yeah. So that makes. Okay. So four years ago, I'm 29. Five years ago, I'm 28. I don't think I was the best person at 28. No. No. I don't think so. I, uh, yeah, I turned 30 in June and I was thinking about this the other day. I, I don't have this crazy fear about that. I know a lot of people are like, Oh my God, I'm turning 30. It's freaking me out where my twenties are gone. And I'm kind of like, yeah, I'm turning 30. That's the next year of my life. It's a natural progression of things. Right. There's no like massive quarter life crisis or anything from, I'm just like, yeah, it's, I'm 30 or I'm turning 30. I yeah, I, I I spent my people whole... talk about thirty like it's a big deal, and I'm like, I, I I get why I guess, but I don't know. I'm just another year older. I spent my whole year at 29 telling people I was 30. 
just to like embrace it. Mm. Because you were nervous about it. Probably. Yeah. Yeah. That sounds like a coping mechanism right there. Yeah. Yeah. Oof. <laughs> I had a bunch of other coping mechanisms back then, too. <laughs> the worst part about like these Facebook memories was, you know, we used because in the hunt for the host, there was still like you could you could tweet, you could text in when you got into the bottom four. It was like, save this person like American Idol type thing. Yep. You know, if you get enough votes, you know, we'll save you, quote unquote. It was probably rigged, but I don't know. It was not rigged. Oh, nice. Uh, and the worst part is, is like, you'll see, like, I will, I share, or I posted, you know, like, hey guys, I really need your help. I'm in the bottom four. This is a dream. I'd really love to do this. Text 55305 with my name or tweet at with this, blah, blah, blah. And I had a couple other friends like share it, you know, like, hey, this is a really good friend of mine. He really deserved blah, 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 blah. And the worst part is, is every, for the last like four days, I've seen these and it's all an ex-girlfriend who's getting married to someone not named Patrick Harris. Oh. It's like, my baby, my love, the greatest man ever created. Please save him. This is something so great for him. And you're just like, oh, man. I done screwed that one up. It's yeah. hard to get down the throat. I would not. I don't have memories activated on my Facebook. I think you have to, like, turn it on or something mm-hmm. like that. I don't want to see that. Like, I, I know some of it's kind of cool, but I'm also like, eh, I, I kind of, the past is the past. I probably said yeah. some really stupid things. Some of it's really fun. I mean, I am going to run for the mayor of Vancouver someday, so I do need my social media accounts to be a little cleaned up. Yeah. So I think that's kind of why I'm doing it. Gotcha. But also today, unrelated news, nine years ago, I posted on Facebook that I was thinking that I was like, you know what? Screw this. I'm going to bleach my head. Fast forward nine years later, I'm a blonde. You bleached your head. Prophecy. Although today you are wearing a hat to cover it. I am wearing a hat today. That is, a, I believe that is cheating, considering you said you would leave it out every day for three months or whatever it is. Yeah, but you know what? I, I felt like wearing a hat today. <laughs> it feels so good to wear a hat again. Well, because you, you must have worn a hat for what? Six years straight. Yeah. Yeah. Without like that. Every single day. Every day. Six years straight. Every day. And well, then, in the summertime, you- in the summertime when I'm like really clean bald, you know, I don't want to get weird tan lines. I'm not interested in looking like Jordan Spieth, but you- where it's like tan under the eyebrows and everything else is just pasty white. But you still have a hat with you even when you're not wearing it. That is true. Keep it with you. So just in case you just go, case. you want to put it on. It's a, it's like a, it's like Linus's blanket. Yeah. It's a, it's a security blanket for you. Yeah. And now you go with the bandana, which is like a half hat. So and, you still and, have something and, on your head to make you feel more comfortable. And the t-shirt sleeve. That's how those were created because I was still wearing a hat all those all the time. But I wanted to show off the hair, so I needed something to just feel good on my head. Right. I used to wear hats all the time. I had a collection of probably like 150 different hats because my dad would travel a lot. And mm-hmm. every time he went to a new city, he would get me a hat of a team from that city. Oh, cool. I accrued a ton of hats Mm -hmm. i would wear a different one every single day and then my head grew and now my head is like almost a size eight hats don't fit the same way they fit people with normal sized heads yeah they look bulky they look strange they feel bad on my head so i I stopped wearing hats that was probably my mid-teens when i when i decided to give up on the hats even though i i think they're still all in my childhood bedroom right now in in a drawer but 
I know I know we're against the clock, but I'm trying to downsize some of my like clothes and hats to just get rid of stuff that I don't wear anymore. Mm-hmm. Like not not to like get rid of hats because I'm not wearing as many hats, but like I have so many that I'm just like, look, I don't need these anymore, and I can't do it. There's too much attached to them. It's too much, dude. Just start rotating through them all. It's fun. You kind of get yeah hats you never would have thought you well. You would some wear. of them f- don't fit when I have hair. Hmm. So you're kind of like, oh, but I know I'm going to be bald again. Uh, what do I do? Let's save them. Yeah. Just instead of getting rid of them, I mean, you can get rid of old clothes, but I think hats are different. Instead of getting rid of them, just commit to when you do go bald again to rotate more. Yeah. Don't go with the same six or seven that you normally do. Expand right. that to 20. Let's I've stopped buying, buying brewery swag, especially hats. Mm. Like I've got so many hats from like breweries. And I'm so wear like, them. I'm never going to wear these again. Why? I don't know, because I work five days a week at a brewery that's not the brewery that's on my hat. Well, that's fine, but you go out at night, and you that's go home first, and you could change it up. That's true. Oakley Make Dunkley. an effort for the hat's sake. <laughs> Oakley Dunkley. Well, we got a fun show ahead for you guys today. I haven't decided. There's two things that I haven't decided should we get into, and I'll leave this up to you guys. Should we either A, talk about Frankie Lindor's blue hair for two hours, or should we talk about... Which has been a thrilling two days. Except for your team's game. Eh, it was all right. We didn't lose. Good it was, result. It was a boring game. Hey, Juventus lost today, and they look like crap. That back line, suck it. They did look like crap, but they only lost at the very end. Well, loss is a loss, my friend. I think we need to get to your boy, Trevor Bauer, is what we need to do. Well, we were thinking about, we were thinking about saving that till next week. We'll get to Trevor Bauer next week. On this Whoa. week's show, yeah, sorry, Joe. We got a, we got a packed show. All right. Remember the preview All start right. this week, Joe. Yeah, preview start this week. Okay, fine. So coming up in the eight o'clock hour, your gonna... other suggestion is being put on the show today. Don't worry, Aubrey Huff. Aubrey Huff. So, Love it. So at uh, in the eight o'clock hour, we're going to dive into the National League Central and start this preview stuff going. We'll get into that. See who we like. See the kind of moves they've made. I've got a really good feeling. I know where that's going to go. And uh, I'd like to spend this hour. Uh, talking about that dude that signed in San Diego because that's some big news, and I kind of want to talk a little bit more about the larger scale of 10-year deals and how we've seen them play out and are they a good deal, and we'll do that. Uh, you can find us on social media. Mike's at Mike Lynch 27 on Twitter. I'm at PDD085 on Instagram. Joe Fisher on Twitter at JoeFish3, F-I-S-C-H-3. Harass us, we love it. That There's a better you today. Text line at 55305. Hit us up. Harass us, we love it. Coming up next, Manny Machado signs a fat deal in San Diego. We'll do that on Portland Sports Leader, 1080 The Fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Mike Lynch just uh, informed me of something that I feel we need to discuss quite quickly. Okay. Fire away. Uh, it's a news. Fire away. Fire away. Thanks, Rana. It's a uh, it's a news story clip of a kid wearing a Confederate shirt. So I'm assuming he's getting interviewed because he wore a Confederate flag shirt. His parents should be so proud. Uh, and it has the little caption underneath it, and it has the kid's name, and it says ninth grader at FHS, and. In this post, there are four different names, and it says one of the names is actually the name of the kid. 
Here are the names of the kid in the four posts. Dax Furman, Gordy Cream, Jagger Starnes, and Garth Bucket. I'm going with uh, C, Jagger Starnes. That's what I was going to go yeah. with. What I was like the they- second one? Say the second one. I, I don't know the answer. The tweet is wh- one of these is real, but which one? And I have not found the answer yet. Oh no, you can't do that to us. We just gotta Google every single one of those names and then we'll find it out. It literally just came across my Twitter feed. I, I'm not <laughs> kidding you. When I told Patrick that, I just saw it as the music was playing. Did Joe just snort? Yes, I did. <laughs> I really want it to be Jagger Starnes as well. That's a great name. Well, I was thinking about it because all the first names are ridiculous. Yeah, same but as- like, what's the last name that makes the most sense? A Confederate dude whose last name probably, is Cream? Probably Come Furman. On. It's probably Dax Furman. Yeah, what was it? Grady Cream? Gordy Cream. Yeah. Gordy Cream? <laughs> I don't know. And I don't know. Garth Bucket. Garth Bucket. <laughs> That's just like too, you know, on point. Like, of course, Garth Bucket wearing a Confederate shirt. Come on. Are they in the South? Uh, Fayetteville. Local? Fayetteville. I don't know. That's Arkansas, probably. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to go ahead and say I found the answer. Yeah? What was your official guess? We chose um, C. What was that? G- uh, Jagger Starnes? Jagger Starnes. Ding, 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 yeah. ding, ding. Yeah, there you go. You know, Jagger that- Starnes says, despite being reprimanded by the school, he will continue to wear the Confederate flag to school. Yeah, well, you we'll know see that- how long that lasts. You know that darn there, there, that band there? You hear that band called Rolling Stones? That's my band. In fact, I love so much, my kid going to be named Jagger. Is it, wasn't it uh, Leonard Skinner that used the Confederate flag in some of their stuff, too? Oh, or? for sure. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They were yeah. Bama boys, right? That's right. Don't get me started on those idiots. So. They don't like Neil Young. Anybody that don't like Neil Young ain't no friend of mine. It ain't too late. You can listen to Neil Young. But but Freebird. Uh, no <laughs> The The original, like... Sweet Home Alabama. The original <laughs> pee break for DJs. They, they did Freebird. Come on. No, they did Freebird. Yeah, that, that song kind of sucks. So, okay. Anyway, uh, uh, the big news of the week in baseball is that Manny wow. Machado... <laughs> oh, is that a hot take? Yes. Should we skip this Manny Machado thing? No, no. Because it's not a hot take. It is super solid. (laughs) It's a classic song. It's a classic song. Sure, it's a classic song, but that doesn't mean it's, like, great. I beg to differ. Really? I love to sing along to Freebird when it comes on. If I leave it tomorrow. It's one of those... Maybe I have a really sweet spot for those. Would you stay here with me? Sounds like Yoda. (laughs) Random random ballads from from bands that don't do all ballads. Like, I love White Horses by the Rolling Stones, even though they don't do ballads. Yeah, that's a great song. I I like that style. Like, I like uh, like November Rain from Guns N' Roses. Like, bands that are normally more rock heavy, Mm -hmm. when they have a really, really iconic ballad, I love them. So well, I love Freebird. Well, what are the two most iconic Leonard Skinner songs? Oh, damn. Sweet, well, Sweet Home, Home Alabama. Alabama. I forgot. I hate that song. I've tried to erase it from my memory. Because I was thinking like Freebird and Tuesday's Gone. Those are both ballads. Nope. Sweet Home Alabama. Do they do That Smell or is that ZZ Top? Uh, that I is Leonard Skinner. That Smell? Ooh, yeah. that, that Smell. smell. Yeah. yeah. Make you smell so good or something like That's that. That's Leonard Skinner. The smell of death around you. I had no idea that. That's was Leonard. Leonard. You sure it's not ZZ Top? See, this is now. This he is, is the former wedding still current. But former? this is the moment is now where I start to question myself. Her former yeah. because you guys are like, are you sure? I'm like, damn, I don't know now. I'm kind of nervous, but I'm almost. I'm on that 99.9 percent dentist, you know, approved thing, FDA approved. 
Nine out of ten dentists. Leonard Skinner made that song. Confirmed by the Google machine. Okay. okay. I, I, hey, I didn't mean to make you no. weary there. It was just. It's fine. It's fine. I want to make sure I'm I right. It was a fair. I was like, what am I thinking of then from ZZ Top? I don't know. Every time I think of that smell, I think they're talking about, you know, like that smell. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. <laughs> Anyway, Manny Machado. <laughs> <laughs> so Manny Machado signs a 10-year deal there with San Diego Padres for $300 million. And I guess where I want to start is what does this mean for the San Diego Padres to make this kind of splash with, you know, depending on how you feel, whether it's Bryce or, or Manny, getting the free agent of the offseason? For the Padres, I think it's a home run. It's got to be a home run, well, right? It is. It's a team that has been stuck trying to get out of the, the purgatory of rebuilding bad baseball teams. And they have a good farm system, which they have had for quite some time. But it finally feels like some of the guys coming up are actually developing into consistently good players. And I think the best way to build a baseball team, and I've said this on the show a hundred billion times, is build from within and then go sign a couple complimentary great players. It's the best thing to do. Best way to make a great team. And the Padres just got one of the two best free agents on the market this year. They were a team that had a ton of cap space and signing him for the full 300 million, although it's a lot and it's more than other teams are willing to pay is not going to kill them because they have room and he's 26 and he's really good. And now he gets to go play in a low pressure environment, very low pressure in a great city for all the money he wanted on a young team where he can be the focal point. Because who else right now is the focal point there? Eric Hosmer. Or Will Myers, I guess. Uh, it's Eric Hosmer. So it'll be Machado for sure, 100% for years to come, unless they go get another big free agent in the next year or two. But to me, it's perfect. I think it's great for the Padres. It's a win-win. I'm, I'm happy for them because you always see them kind of thrown into these mixes when free agents are there and they never ever do it you remember a couple years ago when arizona was making the big splash yep san diego was tied to every single one of those players and i'm just happy to see for them and their fans because they've gone through some rough times recently of finally getting a guy that they were going after yeah i think it's interesting it's you know they they were going along the routes of you know the like houston astros you know the braves are in that right now the phillies are a little behind on that right now of that you know rebuilding suck to rebuild sort of thing but the astros were able to do it without really signing any big names i mean they eventually traded for verlander which kind of helped push them over the edge but this yeah is the model that you would think you can be able to do i agree with you it's a huge win for the padres i don't know how great of a win it is for manny machado and that's kind of when i think about it this just proves to me everything i already knew about manny machado that he was off the money. That it's for the money. And it's 100% about the money. And the reports coming out from uh, Kenny Williams in Chicago uh, just all kind of proved to me that by, you know, I had a buddy who said, hey, Machado to San Diego, huh? And I was like, yeah, 10 years, 300 million. He goes, cool. Never got to worry about that guy again. Well, until he gets traded in four years because because he, he has the opt out clause. Well, hey, that's five. Yeah, let's face it. Like Padres came in as a player kind of late in the game the last couple of days, really. And I think that they were gonna give him that ten years, three hundred million. And it was just kind of like whoa. And then it, reports came out that Padres might be a team. San, literally, I did not hear about San Diego until probably Sunday or Monday. 
Yeah, and yeah it kind of felt like they were on the uh, the exterior. Yeah, and it was White Sox it, or Phillies, and it was that was a it. A lot of White Sox, I felt like, and you know, the White just Sox. out of nowhere, San Diego. And then as soon as I heard that, I was like, "Huh, that would be kind of a strange, weird fit," but I guess works for the time being. The White Sox had the best offer on the table for a long time, mm-hmm. and even they were shocked. Ken Williams, their GM, was was on camera the day it happened, and, and he basically said. I'm still shocked. He said, we had I'm, the keeping best my, offer. "I'm keeping my sunglasses on right now, so you can't see the shock in my eyes." Yeah, he. They had an offer that was not as good base level. It was eight years, two hundred and fifty. It was better. Eighty, I think. It was It was better per year. And but it had with bonuses and stuff like that up to three twenty five. But Machado wanted the guaranteed yep. three hundred mil, which is what the Padres gave him. So, I mean, you're right. It. Machado went for the money. Did you expect any different? No. Neither did I. And I don't blame anyone for going for the money. It's your chance in your career. It's a 10-year deal. You're not signing another deal like this again. Go get as much money as you can. Well, hey. I'd rather sign 8-220 and play for the Yankees. And so much for the Mr. Hustle comments, you know, risking him any money, you know. Oh, jeez. He just got the base contract of all time in American sports history. I did see something funny that, uh, and we'll leave on this point, uh, Manny Machado's biggest free agent signing, biggest free agent contract in the history of baseball, 10 years, 300 million. Per year. Yes. Per year, yeah. Um, Stanton's the biggest. Total. Right, right, but that was an extension. This uh, this stat I heard was if you include inflation, A-Rod's original 10-year deal with Texas for 250 in today's market equi- equ- equalates, equates. Me, equates to 363. Wow. And then he did a basically a identical one with the Yankees after that. But it went to 275. But the market would have changed a little bit. Right, too. right, right. But but yeah. 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 So it's still A-Rod, buddy. Buddy. Great. It's still Alex it's Rodriguez. From A-Rod. I started seeing clips. Never gets old. I started seeing clips from spring training today. Yeah. I'm ready, baby. Get the juices flowing. I'm ready. Cool. Speaking of that, we'll preview the National League Central at the top of the 8 o'clock hour. But when we come back, I do want to kind of dive into this, get a little little bit away from, from Manny Machado and a little bit away from Bryce. I want to talk about 10-year deals and how they've worked out because this isn't the first. We've seen a bunch of them, and I kind of want to see how this has played out and is it worth it in the future. We'll do that next. But first, here's Joe with sports. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. Seven thirty-eight here on Portland Sports Leader. Don't you forget it. Uh, I want to start this conversation about ten-year, three hundred million dollar deals, or something around that area. And is it actually worth it? Because I think, Mike, you've brought up a couple times on this show as we've talked about Machado and Bryce, and you know, you you have alluded to the fact that you think there's some collusion going on and stuff like that. And I have always been kind of anti the collusion argument, but I do think you brought up some very good points. But I want to start here with this. I think at the end of the day and this is kind of the same argument I had in that, is that I just don't think there are many people deserving of those deals. And as we go back in time and we look at some of these, a lot of them are not. But 
to to I, I'm not don't want to put the words in your mouth, but to potentially your point, a lot of those guys were not worth it. So that's kind of where I want to go. Because if you look back, the 10-year deals we've seen in Major League Baseball, we've got Alex Rodriguez. Twice. Twice. Uh, Albert Pujols. Um, Robinson Cano. And Giancarlo. Right? Yes. Is that is that all of them? For 10-year deals? Um, I believe so. How much was Josh Hamilton's? Eight? Eight, I think. Yeah, I think that that's probably it. Yeah. Ooh, is he still getting paid for that? I don't know. He might be. I don't know. Oof, yeah. They might have voided his contract due to the drugs. Oh, yeah, the drugs. Yeah. Not the Bonds drugs, but like sleeping in tents in downtown Portland drugs. Yeah. Yep. Uh, uh, yeah. And now we have Manny Machado. So my question is, are these deals worth it? I think it's fair to say that. I, I actually I don't even know if it's fair to say is Robbie Cano's deal worth it? Was it worth it? I think if you are a, I think if you are a Mariner fan, you probably say yes because mm-hmm. you got good five years out of them. Did get some good years from and him, and you got a return. Obviously, you lost a year or half of a year because of the suspension for PEDs. We got a decent return from from the Mets. The they got one of their top prospects in, in the trade with Diaz and stuff. So yeah, I'd say you'd, it's probably worth it. Did you guys mention Joey Votto? Votto's got a ten year deal. Yeah, seeing a ten years right here on a long biggest contracts in sports history, and he's got a ten year uh, twenty eleven to twenty twenty. And then I see that uh, I'll look into this, but Todd Helton also had an eleven year contract apparently with the Rockies. Whoa! From wow, two thousand one to. 2011. I'm going to imagine there was an extension in the middle of that. That's somewhere. what I might think, too. That's what I'm... Yeah. I think Votto is correct. I remember Votto signed a huge deal with the Reds. But if there. he signed that in 2011, that deal's worked out. Yeah. Votto, he signed it in 2014. Oh, 2014. So they, got, they have him until 2024, so for another five seasons. Oof. So we're not 100% sure. I mean, yeah. they, they're halfway through that deal, and I think he's definitely put up his end of the yeah, bargain. last year was the first year that he had kind of an iffy season Some, by it, his standards. Right, but, um, I mean, I would say that they definitely got what they paid for in those first five years. It's just the rest of the team sucks. Um, And then I'll go to Albert Pujols. Was that a contract worthy? No. The Angels never made the playoffs? No. I will say we've talked about this on the show before. Also, the last three other people, the other two people we've mentioned, Robbie Cano and Joey Votto, neither made the playoffs with him. It's very – that's another topic, but I'll get to cool. that in a second. The Pujols one, remember we talked about Pujols' numbers with the Angels, and generally we kind of laugh at that contract, and you look at it, and you go, well, wait a minute. He wasn't St. Louis Albert Pujols, but he's actually had a decent couple of seasons with the Angels – where there's some bad averages, but there's a lot of home runs, a lot of RBI. So he did have an impact. It just wasn't to the level of hitting 330 every year with 30 bombs like he did in St. Louis. So, no, I don't think it's worth it because he didn't match his production. But let's not pretend like Albert Pujols didn't have good years for the Angels. They, he did. He had, uh, I want to say, four or five years that were actually pretty solid, home run-wise. So, no, it wasn't worth it in the long run. And you spent a lot of money and you really locked yourself up for a while with a guy who's now very old and maybe even older than his age is. But you did what you had to do at the time. It just didn't work out. Yeah. And I think that's kind of my big broad point here with all these contracts, which is why I've been just pay the guys. If you are a team 
and you want a chance to win a World Series and you are a piece away or two pieces away or you view yourself as a piece away, then give yourself that opportunity. Sure, you could spend that money on six other players, right? It may work out. It may not. Or you can go get a guy like Albert Pujols, which was a perennial MVP candidate and one of the best hitters in baseball history from remembering him in St. Louis. He was absolutely unstoppable. Unbelievable. And you put butts in seats. You get more people riled up about your team, and you get a chance. Obviously, it doesn't always work out that way. But the money thing, I mean, I'm I'm glad to see that Machado got what he was asking for and that Harper is probably going to get what he's asking for because it kind of goes against my collusion point. Mm-hmm. but I'm happy to see that they're getting paid because I think they deserve it. Uh, let's give a tip of the cap to one uh, Dan Lozano, the agent of Manny Machado, who just so happens to also be the agent of Joey Votto and also just so happened to have represented uh, Albert Pujols and Alex Rodriguez and Scott Boris who? Yeah, right. Um, so, yeah, I, I'm curious to know what his uh, agency fees are as far as how much he's tapping into their contracts. And just, again, just... Well, even if he gets, like, 5%, amazing. Now, age is a big factor. That dude's locked down multiple 10-year contracts for his clients. That's age, wild. <laughs> in some of these stats, age is a factor, especially in this man that I'm going to mention right now. But do you know that in the entire time our Pujols was a St. Louis Cardinal, he batted under 300 once yeah that was his final season at 299 we've talked about this his his numbers you forget how incredible he was in 2012 his first year in la he batted 285 and has since never batted over 275 but the home runs and rbis there for a lot of those years uh 30 the first year 17 28 40 in 2015 100 rbis 31 23 19 100 RPIs, three times, 95 once. So, There's I mean, obviously an injury year here. Yeah, you're not. Yeah, the plantar fasciitis here. Yeah, 2013, that. that's his second year there. I mean, you're, and that could have also hampered him, too, in terms of his power For and sure. his ability to hit. Don't don't say the Pujols contract was an abomination. No, I'm not saying because that. Because just by looking at that, sure, he wasn't that good comparatively, but he was still an incredible hitter. I'm not saying it's an abomination. I'm asking if it's worth it. The man made no. 28, 29 mil a year. It wasn't worth it because of what he was before, but it was close. Hmm. I don't know. It's just how I feel about these. I, I'm not as opposed to big contracts as other people are. Maybe it's because I grew up a Yankee fan and I saw. You're just used to having a team with a ton of money. I just saw George throw money down in a well and just say, Good luck. Come be an Indians fan where our biggest stories is blue hair and dating advice. <laughs> and trading away your best player because you don't have enough money to keep keep guys. Yeah, we do that a lot. So it, it maybe it's just the perspective I have for that, and maybe it's a thing that only I have because of that reason, but it's just how I view it. You got to take risks sometimes, and I'm, I'm generally a pretty safe viewer of how to build a team, but sometimes you got to take risks, and that involves a lot of money. When we, That's just how I feel about it. When we come back, I want to use – a couple of these dudes right now and ask if that is actually worth it. Cause I understand there are some people you got to take a chance on and do it. I just don't know if these certain people are the right people to do that. And we'll do that next. This is the hot corner on 1080 the fan. This is the Hot Corner with Harrison Lynch on 1080 The Fan. It's lit! 
750 here on the hot corner. Stuff is lit. Stuff lit. Uh I'm gonna I'm gonna throw out a bunch of players to you, Mike. And let's just say they're all 26. Okay. Okay. And I'm gonna say 10 years, 300 million dollars, and I want you to say yes or no. Okay. All of these players are 26. Can I play? Yes, you can play too, Joe. Okay. And they're not. Okay. I just have to pretend they're 26. You have to pretend they're 26. Okay. This should be interesting. Okay. And I want you I to. I feel keep... like I'm going to forget that instantly and be like, that guy's 33. <laughs> yeah. No, he's not worth no, it. No, because I'm going to bring up some former players too. Uh... Now, I want you to think that they're all 26 and they're all free agents in the same year. <laughs> Okay. A lot of money being thrown around. <laughs> All right. All of them get signed by a different team. <laughs> yes. Well, obviously, unless you're George, just throwing money around. Barry Bonds. Yep. 10 year, 300 mil, 26 years old. Duh. Yes. Alex Rodriguez. Yep. Yep. Um, Manny Ramirez. No. Yep. Manny Machado. Well, yes, it just happens. Yeah. So. I'm, that's not what I'm asking. I'm saying, would you? Yes. Yes. Nolan Arenado. Yes. Yes. Mike Trout. Yes. Five hundred million. Yeah, right. <laughs> right. One billion dollars. Have my wife. <laughs> Robinson Cano. No. At twenty six. No. New. No. No. Guess this isn't going as well as I thought it would. <laughs> You're just willing to give everyone uh, a ten year deal. I mean, what the, did you think was going to happen? You, I just you I, out, the last like three weeks, I've been telling you how well, I feel about these contracts. Because the thought to me is like, I will spend three hundred million dollars on a Mike Trout, without a doubt. I will spend three hundred million. Dude, you're talking about the best on a Barry players. Bonds, without a doubt. You're talking about some of the best players in you're our talking, recent. But you're talking about the best player on the market now. Like you have to get past this. Manny Machado is not a top ten player in baseball. He's close I, though. I saw this all over the all, all over the internet. It was like. Like, I don't even mean this as an Indians fan. I saw this not on an Indians website. It was like being an Indians fan and laughing that Machado gets $300 million. He's not even the best shortstop in baseball. Okay, but... But that's what I'm talking about. He's it's not like, a top 10 player. He's like a, a top 12 player. He's close. He's basically a he's basically a top 10 player for argument's sake. And the top 10 players in baseball, when they come up as free agents, deserve to be... the. If they're 26, especially a 10-year deal is not out of the realm of possibility for me. I just think the only reason Machado and Harper, or Harper aside, because we saw this for a while, but the only reason Machado is getting 10 years, 300 mil, is because there's no one else better on the market. That's not true. But I think that's what it is. Machado if, is if a... Manny, if Manny Machado, Carlos Correa, and Frankie Lindor are on the market right now, who's making the most money and who's making the least? I'll bet you Machado's making the least of all three of them. I bet you Lindor's making the most. But again, Correa's not far behind him. But if we're if we're putting him at the even age line, right. then I think they're all making basically exactly the same. I, I disagree. And I, and I think that Lindor is better than Machado. I think Correa and Machado are close, um, but it's not here nor there. It's not about who's the better player. It's about each team wants a massive impact player at the shortstop position. You can rank them however you want. All three of them are phenomenal players. They are. So all three of them to three different teams are going to look at it and go, this phenomenal shortstop who's in the prime of his career for 10 years is going to be my shortstop. My thought process is that Machado 
in a free agency year of Lindor and Correa would not make $300 million. I bet you I bet you Lindor would make 310, Correa maybe 3, and then Machado Machado at like 295. They'd be close. You're splitting but, hairs now though. But but I mean there's so much the, Machado split hairs this whole offseason. He right. had to be 30 mil a year for 10 years because it was a benchmark. Because now I'm the richest free agent in the history of baseball because I need everyone to say, look at me, look at me. And in four days, Bryce Harper is going to get paid more money than you Right, but you're splitting hairs because you're arguing that Machado isn't worth that kind of money, but then you're saying he would get 295. If you're you're looking at it like that, all three of them got paid around $300 million. You can pick 10 here and five here and put it wherever you want. It's not like Machado would be going for $220 million because Lindor and Correa went for 300. All three of them are going for around 300 dollars, 300, 300 million dollars. Um, <laughs> Fantasy money. Right, exactly. So to me, it's just Machado is not a top 10 player. No, but Machado has so much talent mm-hmm. and he granted didn't choose the best team possible, but I'm viewing it as he played in Baltimore where he had some good teams and a lot of bad teams. Didn't get a chance to truly show his, show his stuff and ignoring the fact that he chose the Padres. You have a wealth of teams available to you who you can choose to go to or whatever you want to do. And because of that, because he would get a change of scenery and get a chance to continue improving because he's got, what, four or five years of improving left before the decline starts, then you're not talking about greatest shortstop of all time. No, of course not. But you're talking about in this market, one of the best shortstops or third baseman in baseball right now, top five at that position. Yeah, you pay him. It's just how it – I'm telling you, it's going to be hard to really get me off this post because it's just how I feel. I you just, pay the top players. It's what you do. I understand that, but it, it is it pay the top players or pay the top players of that free agency? Well, both. But I don't, I don't want to, I don't want to outbid myself because there's no shortstop market. What's the, who's the second best shortstop on the market right now? Jose Iglesias. Well, left. Yeah, I mean, well, or was... who signed? Who was a free agent going to this? Uh, as Drupal like. Cabrera, you know, so it's like, oh, there's no shortstops available, so I better throw 300 mil at this dude. Yeah, but it, you're not in free agency. You're not betting against the rest of the position. You're looking at the player as 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 himself as his player's value. I understand that, but what I'm the question I'm asking is: Is he getting more value because there's no one else? No, because I don't think everybody, so. Everybody, we we learned this in the. Jeter, Garcia, Parra, A-Rod, Tejada years. We learned that is when the shortstop became the sexiest, most prolific position you could you could sign. And those guys started making millions and millions of dollars a year. And we still hang on to that. Are we giving Manny Machado more credit than he actually should because he's the only one on the market? I do not believe so, no. Because I think that right now, if we're going to use this year as an example... You had the White Sox, the Phillies, the Padres, the Yankees, the Dodgers, all in on these players, right? At least at some at some way, shape, or form. I don't even know if I'd say the Yanks and the Dodgers. But they, they made offers, right? Well, yeah, because so, they make offers to everyone. For the sake of the argument, those five teams right now were in the market for a superstar player who played infield, correct? That's what they were in the market for. Mm-hmm. Put those five teams in the same market with the three shortstops you mentioned, Lindor, Correa, Machado, Padres, 
I'll throw the Padres in too. Padres get Machado for 300 mil. White Sox go OS. I'm going to go get Lindor for 305 mil. Phillies go OS. I'm going to just take Bryce Harper out of the market. I got to go get Carlos Correa. It doesn't change the value of the other two players because all those teams wanted a superstar shortstop and they have to play, pay the money to get the superstar shortstop. I guess, I, I guess I phrase, I guess I put myself in a hole in the sense that, okay, let's say, let's say Machado's worth 10 years, 300 mil. Okay. Yes. <laughs> if Machado is worth, if Machado is worth 10 years, 300 mil, Correa is worth 10 years, 340. And Lindor is 10 years, 375. I think my numbers might've been wrong. And I'm willing to admit that, that I might've shortchanged it a little bit. But you're still saying Machado's worth three hundred billion. But I still don't think so. I think Lindor is worth three hundred mil. I think Machado is worth two forty. But the market didn't say that because there's no one else competing against him. It's just him, dude. If Frankie Lindor and Carlos Correa and Manny Machado are on the market, and only one of them gets a three hundred mil deal, it's going to Lindor. Maybe Correa, but the other ones are getting less. I. I just don't agree with that. All right. I view it the other way. If there's less people on the market, more teams are going to say, we don't have to pay you. No one. I mean, what? Look at the next highest guys. That's Dribble Cabrera getting 50 mil. Why am I paying you 300 million? All right. All right. When we come back, the National League Central, we'll do a quick preview of that bad boy as we start our preview of the 2019 Major League Baseball season. We'll do that next. This is the Hot Corner on 1080 The Fan. How powerful is Cox Internet? Powerful enough to let your band members in Vegas, Phoenix, and Rhode Island jam like you're all in the same garage. Get Cox Internet powered by fiber with America's fastest download speeds. It's Internet built for tomorrow, today. Cox, always building better. Cox Internet is connected to the premises via coaxial connection. Speeds vary and are not guaranteed. Cox terms and other restrictions may apply. Analysis by Ucalypt speed test intelligence data. Fixed median download speeds. USQ3 2023.